Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network with Chris Schubert floating around as the producer of the podcast. We're all from the Draft Network, and we're excited to be here. We're brought to you by Bet Online, and it is that time of year as college basketball takes center stage with the tournament finally upon us. And if you're looking to wager this year, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your updated odds and info, along with great contests, including the bracket contest where you have a chance to take home the top prize. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet Online is where the game starts. Kyle, happy Tuesday to you. Wee woo. Do I know what the I don't know what's going on? No, no. Oh, this uh, is a wee woo. Okay, I'm going to learn right I, now. Whatever I hope this Chris is. saw the same thing that I did. Uh, J.C. Treader, the president of the NFLPA, being released by the Cleveland Browns. Wow. Oh, I feel like there's going to be a couple of wee woos throughout the course of today's recording wow. because that's that's that kind of the vibe some, right now. Some cap space with a certain quarterback scheduled to have a meeting. With Cleveland today? We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? I'm good. Obviously, this is um, it's a marathon for all of us. Kind of processing the uh, the wild and crazy negotiation window uh, for free agency. I know there's been a lot of team needs updates to uh, hmm. TDN's mock draft simulator. Last night, that was about an hour project, so that was fun. But um, kind of getting some new teams in some new spots with some big fish landing, and obviously we're waiting on a couple other big fish to drop, including Teron Armstead, offensive tackle. So uh, we'll see where that goes today, if it happens today. And just keep your eyes peeled on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're double-checking those accounts and you're, as Joe said yesterday, not getting chaps. No, Don't be yeah. that person. You have to take time out on social. Yeah. Don't get God. I seen seen a couple people fall victim to it yesterday. Yeah. Don't be that guy. So it's been really interesting as we've navigated this draft class, right? The 2022 NFL draft class. Mm-hmm. We naturally compare it to the one that just happened, right? The 2021 class where we had the five first round quarterbacks and The question has come up or the concern has come up about how the talent this year compares to last year and, you know, some of the previous years. And so we're going to go on a mission here. And I love the, I love the, the label here that Chris has come up with contextualizing the 2022 NFL draft class, because we're going to compare it. We're going to spend some time here comparing this draft class to last year's draft class, specifically where the premier talent steps in. So we're going to go with the position group, quarterback, like quarterback, and we're going to compare our QB1 this year 
to the QB class last year and see where that player falls and will eventually get through all the positions. So with that in mind, we each need to define who each one of our respective QB1s is. Uh, We do have a consensus QB1 at this point in the TDM process, but uh, Joe, is Malik Willis your quarterback one? Yes. Likewise, Malik Willis, also my QB1. He's currently on prospect rankings for uh, the website. One of two quarterbacks who does reside in the top 32 players. Uh, so that's it's it's in better shape than what we <laughs> may have thought it was at different stretches throughout the course of this offseason, where you know we've had ballots for TDM 100 updates that didn't have a single quarterback in that range in the top 32. Yeah. Uh, but Malik is currently our 27th ranked player, and that is more of a testament to the variance and outcomes that he may experience depending on where he lands in the NFL. Yep. No, he's not somebody who we think is going to drag. And we saw this with Trevor Lawrence last year, so it's applicable with a lot of quarterbacks, almost all quarterbacks. But we didn't see Malik as a quarterback who can transcend bad owner with a bad GM and a bad coach and bad roster, right? Like that's that's too much for his individual profile. But um, there's a lot to like. And foiling him versus last year's group should be a lot of fun. So – we have last year's group up. The NFL sorted it out. They have their rankings based on the draft, and we're going to slot Malik Willis, our at least mine and Kyle's consensus QB1, against last year's draft class, and we'll start right at the top. Is Malik Willis a better prospect than Trevor Lawrence? No. Right. Like Trevor, Trevor, um, they had a lot more polish, a lot more production, a lot more experience. Uh, he was a good athlete. I, know, I think Malik's probably a better athlete than he is, but I think Trevor's arm was every bit of, as live as Malik's is. Um, and Trevor's no slouch as an athlete. So I would give it to Trevor. Yeah, I would I would comfortably give it to Trevor Lawrence. Um, I, I like Malik Willis a, a good bit, um, but – you know, I had Trevor Lawrence as like a high first round grade. I have Malik Willis as a high two. So I understand he's right. going to go higher than that, but I don't think I could look at the entire resume of Malik Willis and get myself to the point where from a risk assessment perspective, I feel like he's a, a first round pick in any draft. And that's what we do. So QB two last year was Zach Wilson, New York Jets. BYU. Suddenly, Hi, Chris. Chris Schubert, who was floating around, is now part of the show. Just want to just want to listen to this very closely. Also want to give you a little bit of a wee-woo from Schefter. Uh, the Falcons have dipped their toe in the water. They're in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes as well. Ooh. It's getting wild out here, boys. It's getting wild on a Tuesday. The the entire NFC South would like, uh, like a piece of that conversation. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he... You're either going to try to give it your best shot and be able to sleep at night, or yeah, you're not you're not going to be involved in the discussions, and he's going to come to one of the other teams, and he's going to tear you apart, right? Like it's Dre Harris gave us a quote one time. He said, "Guys with uh, stuff, right? They're either going to play for you, 
or they're going to play for somebody else. But either way, they're going to play. They're going to play. They're going to play. So who's it going to be for? Um, so I'm glad Chris Chris wanted to come in with a wee-woo and then dip so we can talk honestly about Zach Wilson. QB2 As was a Justin prospect. Q, yeah, I'm QB glad you said Justin that. Fields. I'm glad you said that because this makes it really complicated because both of us had Justin Fields as QB2. It's not our fault that the NFL decided to go right. in this order. So let's go through the NFL's order, but we don't have to chronologically say, oh, well, he's better than Zach, so he's automatically better than everybody behind him. Right. And I don't, I don't, I did not have Malik. I do not have Malik graded as high as Zach, but it's it's fairly close. I had Zach as a it's like an eighty-five five or something like that. And Malik I've got is like a um I can tell you exactly what I have Malik as eighty two five. Yeah. So um I, I, I would favor Zach. What's um do you fall on that same forget what you where you had Zach right now, but did you kind of fall in the same line as far as those quarterbacks head to head? With it being close? Yes, but Zach I, in front. Yeah, I see you had and I'm looking at our grades from last year. You did have these guys a little bit closer. You were the lowest of our staff on Zach Wilson. 86. So, five, I said 85. 86 five. I had him as an 89. So I I so comfortably you do not have, feel like they per, no, I don't close. I don't know. Um, I recognize both of them have a really high ceiling and perhaps Malik Willis's ceiling is higher, but I think there's a case to be made that Zach has a higher floor. Okay. And as Although, a follow-up, so you have Malik rated as a what? 83 and a half. Okay. You had Zach Wilson as an 89. Yes. So that's fringe. That's pushing a top 10 grade. And you had Trevor Lawrence as a 94. Yeah. So I had Trevor as a 91.5. I had Zach as an 86.5. And then I had Malik as an 82.5. So uh, for me, the gap from Trevor to Zach was marginally larger than the gap from Zach to Malik. And I think for you, we're not math guys, and we're obviously naturally trying to put ourselves in to yeah. doing addition and subtraction on the fly. I believe the vice, uh, the opposite was true for you. The gap from Zach to Malik was marginally larger as a prospect. Yes, correct. Correct. Uh, so what do, what do you think if you had to look at Zach specifically just for one sec? Because I know we got to keep the line sure. moving. We tried to foil the traits of Malik versus Trevor. What do you think is something that Zach did particularly better that had you offering such a high grade? Compared to Malik? Yes. I think it was, I, I mean, the the senior year, comparing their final years is not close. I, I mean, Zach was able to produce at a much more consistent rate, which like that means everything was more consistent projecting them i think you can have some similar questions but i think the 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 on-field stuff was a lot more even from zach wilson in his last year at byu compared to malik at liberty 
He just played better. Trey, Trey Lance. See, now this is where it gets interesting. Because I do not think well, I have don't, first. Don't, don't pull it up. Don't pull it up. Don't pull it up. Don't pull it. Don't pull it up. Don't pull it up. Don't pull it up. Don't pull it up. I have it. You have. Know you know what, you what I scored him as? What I think? Yes. This isn't fair. Yeah. I, um, I want you. I want to know what you think. Listen, if you want to do it with either Mac Jones or if you want to do it with just, I already know where I had Mac. I yeah, this one that's easy. Yeah. Okay. And I think I've said this out loud before. I think Malik might be a better prospect or, or similar prospect to Trey Lance, who went number three last year. Right. And the and San Francisco 49ers Keith, gave up everything they have to get him. And Keith Sanchez made a great point talking about, you know, Malik compared to Trey Lance and Trey Lance being a player who had 17 starts at the FCS level mm-hmm. for a player with comparable traits. So what do you, what do you have Malik at? 83 and a half. You had Trey Lance at an 82 and a half. Yeah. So your right. knee jerk perception matches exactly what you just said. Did you have man? I was nervous. Malik as a I was fractionally ner- better. Well, how's this on for size? I feel the same way. I had Trey at an 82 and Malik at an 82 and a half. So I was even closer Ooh. than you are. Which is fun. So, that's so crazy because the NFL took Trey Lance three. And I think we our expectation was that he was going to be a top 10 pick. It was just a matter of what team. And we're sitting here wondering if there's a spot for Malik Willis. And I'm continuing to bang the drum for Detroit at two. Like, is it that crazy? Wow. No. No, it's not. I I would not. I wouldn't love the value, but if it's your guy, I understand why that decision would be made. And I think, but I do think there would be other avenues for which you could try to get there and not have to put yourself in that position. So we have Malik higher than Trey Lance, lower than Zach Wilson, lower than Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Lower than Justin Fields. Because yes. Fields, we both Let's had his QB, too. Yes. Uh, Fields was a player who you scored at an 89-5. Um, so you had a half a point higher than Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. I had as an 88-5. I had two points higher than Zach Wilson. Um, he's... such an impressive resume put on at Ohio state mm-hmm. with the production and the ability to, to drive the ball to all levels of the field and throw off platform. And what he was as an athlete who ran four, three, and I get, it was like COVID pro day type stuff. So it probably wasn't like legit four, three, but nevertheless, like he was moving either way. Right. Um, and that Ohio state offense was not, is not a, spread that that doesn't force you to have to make post-snap reads and decisions. So I think from a processing perspective and throwing with anticipation to all levels of the field, site adjustments, I think Justin is, is fairly ahead of Malik in, in every stage right now. And some of that comes from high-level experience. And we both have him and I mean him Malik Willis is a better prospect than Mac Jones yes just from a so that means- perspective it's through the roof it's just the only thing Mac I would give to is 
pre-snap control at the line of scrimmage oh, right sure, now. Sure, sure. Yeah, Max got a higher floor. There's no question. So consensus between you and I, we have Lawrence, Wilson, and Fields all higher. Yep. So Malik Willis would have been QB4 for us in last year's draft. Correct. All right. Well, that's fun to know, right? That's a, We're doing this so that we can answer that question. That exact question. Yes. All right. Let's apply the same funnel to the wide receiver position. And our wide receiver won this year. Consensus is Jamison Williams out of Alabama. Stud. All right. Stud. Right. Yes. And this is fun because last year's receivers, I mean, Jamar Chase had crazy production and Waddle set the record for receptions. I mean, we had some really good production out of those two players. And um, all right, I need to pull my grade on Jamison. I, I Jameson have your grade at, on Jamison. You okay. have an 87. 87. All right. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, I so have wide rec- a 87.5. Okay. The same That's good. Nice and similar. So our consensus wide receiver one last year was Jalen Waddle. The NFL took Chase just before Waddle. So let's do Chase. Let's do okay. the spirit of how we did the first conversation. I would probably I side with Jamar, but I would think it's very close. I I have Jamar as a higher graded prospect than Jamison Williams. I had a 90, a and top you, 10 grade on Jamar Chase. And I had the same grade on both, 87.5. I think they're different receivers, right? Ooh, that and puts Jamar you in a fun spot. You can choose. Yeah, and I would go with Jamar with his physicality. Obviously, yeah. the benefit of hindsight and seeing what he was able to do after the catch this year doesn't hurt that discussion. Sure. Um, but I think if if we would have got a chance to see another season of Jamar and see how he grew as a player, like 87.5 was the floor. For him, and, and maybe eighty-seven-five, we'll look back on and say was the floor for Jameson because he only transferred out of Ohio State. But um, I think Jamar Chase at his highest of levels was more dominant physically than what Jameson is, and because of that, I would side with Jamar. I agree. That's a good way to put it. Then we had Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama, who I actually had higher than Chase, which so pretty much we, spoils my answer, we, right? <laughs> We. You as well. Okay. I didn't want to speak for you. Yeah, you had a 92. Yep. I had an 89 on Jalen. So what can we touch on that very quickly? Because I know we got to sort through some other first round wide receivers, but like we all know how we, we know with our own conversations how we felt about Jalen, but that was a not consensus opinion versus a lot of the rest of the draft space. So when you look back on Jalen Waddle and what he was at Alabama, especially because it was in the same offense. Yeah. What do you reflect on that puts him above Jamison Williams? I think Jalen is a more complete route runner and threat to all levels of the field. And Jamison is really good after the catch, and he's really, really good vertically. But we didn't see him run 
a whole lot of routes to the short to intermediate areas of the field until John Mechie got hurt. Where I thought with Jalen Waddell, we consistently saw that throughout his time with the Crimson Tide. Now, I, I love the big play potential that they both have. They're both dogs, right? They're, they're alphas on the field. But Waddle might have just a little bit more in that area, too, with how he asserts himself without the ball, when he has opportunities to block, when he has opportunities to be physical. And so I think that those things are a little bit more in favor of Waddle, where maybe as a pure burner, like just vertical, go get behind the secondary. Man, they're close. Maybe you favor Jamison just a little, but I think maybe Jalen's just a more of a of a complete receiver than what we've seen from Jamison Williams. Yeah, it's such a cruel twist that Jalen's big blow up year was last year and then he got hurt after five games. Like the opening kickoff of game five, too. Yeah. Because I think if people look at Jalen and they're like, well, his production wasn't good at college. And it was like, well, he was out producing the Heisman Trophy winner that year before yeah. he got hurt. Right. So, yes, I agree with you in that synopsis of those two Alabama receivers, which brings us to another Alabama receiver. Devontae <laughs> Smith is next on our list. Um, and this is where things get interesting. Things do get very interesting here. This is, I have Jalen Waddle, Jay, excuse me, Jamison Williams higher graded than I did receiver. Devonta Smith. Pardon? Likewise. We, we said too many Alabama receivers. Right. We're getting them all mixed up now. Uh, I also had the same grade on Devontae Smith as you did. So I have, we had an 85-5, both on Devontae Smith. And we really like Devontae Smith. That's a first round valuation. There's no question how good he was as a route runner, how impressive it was that he played above his weight class uh, as far as winning at the catch point and his ball skills and how good his hands were. But, Jamison Williams, I think, has those super explosive dynamic tools in his toolbox that I think he's just got a little bit of an athletic edge over Devontae, and that's that's why I would side with him. And then Devontae being the stature that he is is well, certainly something to bear in mind if he's 10 to 15 pounds leaner than what Jamison is. And Jamison came into the combine at 179, but also has not been able to work out. So it's hard to say what his playing weight would be exactly. But he, I mean, he's, he's not a, a thickly built guy either, but still coming in at 179 versus that whole conversation that existed with Devontae and functional strength. Do we, we have, have a first? Your eyes are all over the place. No, because I, I got my tabs all, all in a mess. They're pretzeled up, oh, man. You God don't want to know you. what happened over here. Yeah, how many? But how I got many it tabs sorted got out. open, Joe. I need you to keep those tabs in check, uh, please. Seven. I don't want to bog down the internet down there in, in Concord. Um, Se- I, I had another first round grade. Bateman. Yes, and you, you, shrewd Scrooge. You were the only guy on staff last year. Me, Jordan Reed, Dre Harris, all gave him first round valuations, eighty four and a half. Oh, Bateman. Yes, I didn't have. Yeah, I didn't have a one on Bateman. I'm sorry. Yeah, you screwed. I like him. Uh, I had an and a half, but that Bateman is that Bateman grade for me was lower than Devonte Smith. So that was kind of that kind of exhausts the conversation around uh, the wide receivers. And I don't know if you get, my big head's in the way. 
and I went the wrong way. You see that wide receiver group back there, Joe? Super familiar with it, yes. I don't know if you could see that, but those are my personal rankings. We got a couple more nameplates up in the, the top tier. Yeah, it looks a little different when you have to factor everyone else's in, right? Right. Yeah, that's going to be the fun part is putting guys up on the board and having to move cards around. I want this guy here, and I put this guy here. Da, 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 da. Get into it a little so bit. So the important, the, the important thing is here we answered the question. Jamison Williams, our number one receiver this year, would be wide receiver three last year. Great. Yes. So we have QB1 is QB4, wide receiver one is wide receiver QB3. three. Wide receiver three. That trend's probably going to continue for a couple other offensive groups. Yeah. To say the least. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. This was a lot of fun. Fun exercise. Uh, always fun to get that. What did you, Joe, what did you refer to it as? Empirical data, right? To Empirical be able to compare data. Yeah. this year to last year and last year to the year before and so on and so forth. So um, definitely look forward to this series and continuing to push our way through as we uh, continue this march towards the end of April. So Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino. Chris Schubert, floating around. Thanks, as always, for tuning into the Draft Dudes podcast. Make it a good one. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Keep your eyes peeled on that timeline. Breaking news coming left and right. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.